Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dagger. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're live back in studio today. I can't believe it, Mike. We did it. I'm back from vacation. Uh, I'm not sick anymore. Lots of good things coming our way, so we're back uh, in full form today. We got a lot of stuff to go over this week, guys. We got the NFL schedule release. Um, going to be breaking down the big games. Mike's going to be giving us some highlights on what games you guys should be circling on your calendar. We're also going to go through the uh, Lions schedule game by game just to kind of get some overall takes there. We're going to get early predictions uh, record-wise by both myself and Mike. We also got WWE WrestleMania Backlash to review because um, that was a show. And then we've also got NBA playoffs to talk about as well. Um, and then Mike's got uh, a little bit of a grief to cash out with the NBA and the MVP award. So lots of stuff going on this week, guys. But let's just jump right in. Um, the NFL did something. Therefore, we have to talk about it because that's what happens uh, in the United States today. The NFL schedule release is here and gone. We now know um, you know, the Lions schedule. We know the whole league schedule, quite frankly. First thing, Mike... Before we kind of get into the Lions stuff, just as an overall kind of uh, point of contention here, um, anything that really sticks out to you? I know a lot of people care about like the distance traveled or you know the primetime games, who got this, who got what, anything like that that kind of stuck out to you um, as a whole on some of like you know some of the bigger teams around the league. We're gonna get to the Lions game by game here, but any real shockers or anything where you're like, oh, that's interesting. Or... Um... I th- I thought it was fun to see that the Baltimore Ravens just play the AFC East for the first four games. Yeah, I, I was just like I was like so they're just done. With the I was like they're just gonna finish the East in the first four games yeah. and you're done with that. Oh okay, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I thought that was just, like funny because yeah. like that never happens really. Like mm-hmm. you never get all the one division right, right that, away. Yeah, never like that. Yeah. And then I also thought because I always thought it was a rule, yeah. but apparently it's not mm-hmm. that Green Bay plays their London game. And then doesn't have a bye the next week. They don't. Mm-mm. That's weird. So they play. Let me let me let me yeah. pull up who exactly it is. So they play uh, the Giants week five on October the 9th. Yeah. They play them in London. London? Yes, it's London because yeah. it's not Germany. So yeah, yeah. they play them in London, and then week six they play at home against the Jets on ten sixteen. So like the next sucks. week. So well, like, they gave him the Jets. Yeah, right? they gave him the Jets. That's so like, why right, I was like watching um, uh, the Tom Grassi dude, and he yeah. goes, he goes, it's Giants then Jets. So like, come on, come on. Yeah, but but yeah. like, like they didn't give him like that a tough weird. team. But I thought that was really interesting because I thought it was always a rule that yeah, like the week well, after I the at least they would try to because I know when Seattle released their fake one. Did you see that video? Oh, that that was so or funny. Quandre Diggs is losing his mind. Like we have four straight away games. We're going to Germany or like that, and then we don't even get a bye Buy afterwards. After like, and then we're playing on Thanksgiving happening. and Christmas, and he yeah. calls his wife, and he's like... He's like, I spent nine years in Detroit playing on Thanksgiving. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, no, I thought that video was awesome. But no, so I thought I thought like those two things were like the ultimate standouts where I was just like... Did, you, did you notice that the, um, the NFC East has the lowest uh, strength of schedule because they play each other? They have, they're the three teams. Yes, the three and then the Eagles teams. are like right above that, just because they yeah. made the playoffs. So I think it goes. I think it teams. goes. Cowboys, Washington, Giants. Yeah. Us. Maybe. Yeah. Because I think we were fourth or fifth, yeah. and then the Eagles are right yeah. after that. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever because they're that whole division is hot garbage. That yeah. they're like, oh, but we play each other twice, so win-win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it's... it weird to think that if you're in that division right now, if you're Washington, if you're Philadelphia. 
I don't necessarily think if you're the Giants, but maybe if you're feeling high off the draft and if you're um, the Eagles. in the Eagles, you're thinking in all of your divisional games that you have a legitimate chance of sweeping every team. You're like, oh, that's six wins right there. Isn't that crazy to think yeah. about? Like, we even as the most optimistic Lions fan, which I am, I'm like, well, you're not going to go six and zero oh mm-hmm. in the division. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I, I usually, yeah, I know. For me, unless you're a, like the worst team in your division, New England with Brady in that year. Yeah, that's year. what I mean. And even that, then, they would lose to Miami. Yeah, I, I usually always tend to be on the safe side and just yeah. say you're going to three and three your division. Yeah. And just kind of right. like, like yeah. even that's, this year, that, yeah. I look at it as like you're it. probably yeah. going to three and three, even yeah. though you might be say. Chicago twice, I think you might lose to Green Bay twice. Like, right, I don't, right. like you know what I mean? So, like, I think it plays out to where you'll probably end up 3-3 three and three in your division no matter what. Yeah. Unless you're, like, Seattle and in that division, then you probably won't 3-3 three and three your division. Yeah. And, like, the Rams, on the flip side, probably yeah. will 5-1 and one or 4-2 and two their division. Yeah, right. But, like, like those are very rare examples. Normally, or, like, I Buffalo. Buffalo, I think, it could 4-2, 5-1 and and their division. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Jets, I'm like, I don't think 3-3 three and three is in your... Meanwhile, extra. if you're in, uh, if you're the Raiders or something like that, you're like, if we go 3-3, three and three, three, we are, that means yeah, that's yeah, a pretty good yeah, year. Yeah. That's a pretty good time. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, so, like, normally, for most teams, I 3-3 three and three you, yeah. unless you're that much yeah, better than... I thought that was hilarious. They did but, the release of strength of schedule, and it was there those three teams at the bottom. Yeah. And I just laughed. I was like, that tells me right here. I don't want to hear a damn thing about the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl this year. Because they're gonna start out 4-0 because they're gonna beat all the crappy teams or something like that. I haven't seen their schedule, but no, they played all the divisional teams. But yeah. either way, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think it's crazy. They'll have four wins. Just I think the Rams have the hardest as, as of this rating. Yes. Now I I disagree with that because mm-hmm. I looked at the Chiefs schedule yeah. and that bad boy is not well, you know, fun. Well, you know it's based off of last year, correct? Yes, so. but so the Chiefs, for the fir- I think it's uh, the first time ever, yeah. they open up their season. Their first eight games are against winning teams. Mm. That's never happened before. Wow. So they play all basically winning teams for the first like 10 or 11 weeks. Then they get like the Texans, and then they get three more winning teams after that. Yeah. So basically it's like the first like 14, they so play the 13. Texans really killed their percent winning percentage that we were saying? For the Te- like, I think it was Texans and Jaguars killed the winning percentage enough uh, for the yeah. – because the Rams don't – because they have a first-place schedule yeah. in their division. Like, they don't, and they play the, the West, I'm pretty sure – the AFC West, so those are all good teams too. So I think like they don't have that like really yeah, yeah. easy game, but like the Chiefs also have an extraordinarily difficult schedule. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, the weeks where one goes. See, I told you my staff wasn't very good because they don't start out nine and zero. I'm really looking forward to those conversations, but yeah, can't wait for that. But anyway, um, yeah, let's get through. Let's go through the Lions schedule though. Like we said, they, you know they, they're pretty low as far as strength of schedule. They're obviously playing all the fourth place teams, which you know obviously happens because yeah. you finish last. You've obviously got the NFC North, which is Gonna be down this year, I would say. Mm. I mean, there's a there was a mass exodus town. Devontae Adams, uh, Akeem Hicks from the Bears, um, Khalil Mack, Mack from, from the Bears. Bears. Like, there's you know, there's a lot of pieces. But Minnesota's the only one that really didn't lose a big piece. So they also but they didn't really have anybody to lose. Either. Yeah. So it's like, meh. Well, they brought back Kirk Cousins. I guess you can be excited about that. I don't really know, depending on who you are in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be interesting for sure that you know because the the North is kind of down this year. Yeah, you play the um, NFC East this year, so. Yeah, exactly. Which are all which as we talked about before. Um, is hot garbage. So lots of upside for this line. So, so let's go through it, Mike. Um, you know, anything that kind of stands out. No primetime games outside of Thanksgiving, right, mm-hmm. which is a given. All 1 o'clock games uh, for you. Which is crazy. They don't go to the West Coast yeah, ever. at all. What like their farthest game, to my knowledge, I think is Dallas and Texas. <coughs> Excuse me. But like New York's not far. Yeah, New York, <clears throat> Carolina's 
decently far. But like literally, Carolina and Dallas are the are probably your two farthest travels yeah. this year. Yep. And if those are your two, Seattle's far- coming here. So. Seattle's coming here. Uh, the Rams, or we don't play the Rams. Um, Miami comes here, which is not even that far. Yeah, Seattle's really the only one that yeah, comes from a far away. That cross country, yeah, yeah, for that's sure. kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, um, but anyway, and I think yeah. too, looking at the schedule, right? Um, just uh, my initial like reactions to it were they don't have to go through this massive gauntlet of potential Super Bowl contenders immediately. Like last year, we had the Niners and Baltimore and Green Bay, and you're like, wow, all right then. Well, this is a this is a this is a bit of a tough draw for yeah. a team that doesn't have any wide receivers. The, the crazy <laughs> thing about looking at the schedule yeah. is, I think depending on where you put Jared Goff in your quarterback tier rankings, yeah. you kind of look at these teams, and it's like arguably to say that you have Jared Goff's the better quarterback in like six of the nine first matchups we have. Like yeah. Jalen Hurts, I think is arguable probably. Yeah, so we go through. So we open up with at home against the Eagles. Yep. And we are three and a half point underdogs at home, which if you're Makes a betting sense. person, I think you take that plus very quickly because yeah. you always take the home underdogs week one because they always usually cover like that it, it's gonna be a big game for the Lions. They got smoked last time they played Philadelphia. It was one of yeah. the worst games them and Cincinnati were the two like really bad games that got out of control quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they're going to be looking for a little bit of retribution. Plus, you know, the Lions, you could say from a, a – especially in the NFC North, are clearly the most improved from a roster standpoint. Now, the roster was the worst. Mm-hmm. But you had Aiden Hutchinson, you had Jamison Williams, you had DJ Shark. Just those three players alone, mm-hmm. those are big Those are big key difference makers uh, in any capacity. So. Yeah. So we open with the Eagles at home. Then next week we open with um, the Commanders week two, yeah. which is comes to my point where I think Jalen Hurts, your prob- golf is yeah. probably teetering around the same area as Jalen Hurts is. Yep. Uh, I think golf is definitely better than Tyler Heineke. So yeah. I think or Sam Howell or, or Sam Howell, whoever's going to be playing them. quarterback for them. Yep. So that's your week two game. You go on the road against the Vikings in week three. You and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's a, that's that's a, that's a toss up. I think. Yeah. Um, if you went by teams, probably the Vikings are slightly better offensively with talent. And you're in Minnesota. And you're in Minnesota, which, which is tough. Uh, Seattle without Russell Wilson there now. You got Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Yeah, you definitely. So have you, I think you definitely have it there. And that's at home. Um, you go to New England to play Mac Jones on the Patriots, where Mac Jones hasn't really shown me anything to show that yeah. he's better than Jared Goff at this point. Yeah. Um, you get your bye week, week six. That sucks. Let's talk about that for a second, right? Yeah. I know a lot of fans were bummed out because the you know the players like to have the bye week more towards the middle. Yeah. But so you're going to be six weeks in. Hopefully, I'm going to say tentatively over 500. Question mark? Like you're kind of hoping that's where yeah. You're yeah. At? I think you're teetering two and three, three and two. Right. So I think that. <clears throat> excuse me. You know, depending how they start, I think that Philadelphia game is a big one, just based on where you think there are. The I teams. yeah. So I think that and the Washington one are big because I think you do yeah. beat Seattle. Yeah. And I I tend <clears throat> to give you the Vikings one a loss because you're on the road. Yes, I do. And too. so I think the two tentative games you're looking at, yeah. or the three are the Eagles. Commanders and Patriots because right. I think you beat Seahawks, you lose Vikings. It's going to be tough as well, so that's yeah. why I, I tend to probably give them the loss there. I would tend I, to too. So those first two games, yeah. I think it's where you decide the two and three, right. three and two, because right. I think you probably split the opening two. Yeah, in I my would, mind, I would love if they started out two and zero. Oh, that would be that would be ideal. But yeah. realistically if they speaking, beat the Eagles, I could see a massive letdown against Washington. That's yes. how I see it happening. Or I think so. if they lose yeah. to the Eagles, I think they could go yeah. into Washington because I think Washington's more winnable. Right. So but either way, so. 
we're, we're flirting with 500 going into the bye, right? Yeah. So that's going to be a really pivotal time for the Lions. Last year we talked about how they came out of the bye, played the Eagles, got flipping smoke. Destroyed. Yeah, yeah got mollywopped. And then after that, it was like, that was the game, though, where it was like, and then it was like, a, it was almost like a flip mm-hmm. switch where it was like, okay, and they finished 500 down the stretch. So you're like, okay, this year, though, they they – there's going to be an expectation here. Well, before we get to the, our actual game-by-game predictions here in a second, but like, there's an expectation on this team based on this schedule that they're going to need to basically double their win total at minimum to make this feel like we are moving in the right direction. Uh, yeah, I've I, so yeah, we talked about this I think last yeah. week or two weeks ago where yeah. I think I think six wins is your low, should is be your, their is your, your lowest should bar. be your five yeah. to six should be your bare minimum because yeah. you went. Now the three and a half is tough because the Packers one I think is a hard it's a, it's look a bit at weird, yeah. because when you when you put Jordan Love in the second half yeah. and you bench everyone basically right. because they're already the one seed and everything it's kind of a hard test of tale. It's like would you have actually won that game? I don't think you probably win that <laughs> game, but you do win that game, and I think that game could make up for like a Baltimore kicking a 66-yard field goal, Pittsburgh or the Pittsburgh as a tie. So or I, Cleveland. Or Cleveland, or Minnesota losing on that last-second <laughs> field goal. Oh so God. there are a lot of those games. So I think the Packers one made up for yeah. one that happened that earlier. Could have had so I around. think three is probably where – three to four is where you kind of were sitting. Yeah. So that's why when I when I say like six mm-hmm. set, that like five, six – yeah. like, like really six should be your – your, your low, low point, yeah, your benchmark um, of like this is where we if, start if off yeah, at. like if you if you only end up with four or five, I think we have a real discussion, yeah. and I think we'll get to this later. But I think this really is like on Dan Campbell because this schedule is quite easy yeah. to the point where like if you're not winning six seven games with this schedule, because next year your schedule is only getting harder right. because you're gonna have to play probably the AFC North I think next year right. or something, and right. then you probably and get maybe if you don't finish fourth in your division either. So yeah, if you get third or second, you get the better. second or third records. Yeah. So like this is gonna be probably the easiest schedule theoretically you should be getting in yeah. the next five ten years. Mm-hmm. So you sh- you have to take advantage and have a good record out of this. If you only have five wins Dan out of this, Campbell's getting a lot of bets in Vegas right now to be coach of the year. He is. is craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I don't think he couldn't. I just think it's crazy that people are betting for anything Detroit Lions related. But anyway, let's yeah. keep going. But anyway, so so after the bye, yeah. we go to Dallas. It's our farthest travel of the yeah, year. That's going um, to be a tough one because mm-hmm. I think Dallas at this point, depending on what their schedule is, I think they could easily be probably mm-hmm. three and two, four yeah. and one. So I think they're going to be playing for that one. Uh, next week, we play home against the Dolphins. Um, so whatever you think mm-hmm. about the Dolphins, I think two on Jared Goff's the same thing. It's like I think it's a toss up on the day, kind of. Yeah, that's a rough one. Um, then you're home against Green Bay, where my optimism says that you probably split with Green Bay, but yeah, that's gonna be a that's tough a tough one. one because I think the road one in Week 18 is much harder because I think Green Bay is really gonna be playing for something this year because mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna be like three games above everyone else. I'm so intrigued by what Green Bay is gonna look like this year. Yeah. I'm so intrigued. Devontae Adams is such a I do think Green Bay piece. probably gets to around 11, 12 wins still because yeah, you have Aaron Rodgers. The yeah, regular season so. Aaron Rodgers is a nut job. Yeah. But like the Rams still I think could get 12, 13. So I think if you're fighting for that one seed, right. I think the week 18 game against the Lions means a lot yeah, more. For sure. Um, then, so they play home against Packers on 11-6. 11-13, they play in Chicago, which I don't. Chicago's. Chicago's tough playing. Chicago should be the worst team in football this year with, like, Atlanta, I think. So, yeah. 
There's going to be some bad football teams out there. Houston's not going to be very good. Houston's not going to be good. Jacksonville will probably be okay. I think the Jets are going to take a step forward, but they're still going to have five wins. Like, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they're getting five, six around where the Lions get. So it's going to be kind of. Uh, so we play the Bears on the road at 11-13. 11-20, we, got, uh, we go to the road against the Giants. Yeah, this is not the best leading into Thanksgiving. This no. Is, this is the part of the schedule where you're going to determine, yeah, even though know. like the Giants are not going to be a good football team, this is where you're going to determine what this Lions team is. If they're even in the 500 range, this is a point of the season where you need to see them start to stack a yeah. couple wins. And I, and I do think, so these next four, yeah. really. This so you so you get the Giants on that Sunday. Your only Thursday game, you get the Thursday Thanksgiving against the Bills, which that is a I tough, can't, that's, I that's can't a tough say, draw because you're yeah. at Chicago, at the Giants, and then short week coming home against the Bills. That is not easy. Yeah, that's not that's, easy. Yeah, back-to-back row games. And then on top of that, one is a divisional opponent, which is Chicago, which is always tough to win at. And then you got to come home on a short week to play potentially the best team in the AFC. Yeah. That's going to be a rough stretch right there. Where yep. it's like if you got to come out of that at least with a win out yeah. of those three. Yeah. Um, so after Thanksgiving, you get a home game against Jacksonville, which I think on a long week. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. that at home, I think that's a helpful yeah. thing. Then you get the home game against the Vikings. Um, on December 11th, December 18th, you go to the Jets. To the day before Christmas, you go to the Carolina Panthers. New Year's Day, you go. You're home against the Bears, and then Week 18, you're on the road, one eight against the Packers. And you're season. hoping that means something. That's and you're hoping you're yeah. maybe <laughs> playing maybe yeah. playing for something yeah, at that point. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I think the schedule, like I said, I think it's the fourth. Easiest schedule comparatively from what the last year records were. Yeah. Um, I I think it's a really easy schedule. I don't yeah. think there's like if we're talking about like the Bears, Giants, Bills being your hardest three game stretch. Yeah. I think just based a, on the circumstances. Based on circumstances, that's a really nice hard yeah. stretch to have in air quotes because right. there are some teams who play like Arizona, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and like a yeah, three right. game like we're we don't have any of that really. Yeah, right. So I think the schedule. Yeah, you're not seeing any playoff teams outside of Green Bay. I don't and in the in the Eagles, right? Uh, oh no, Dallas too. Well, sorry. you get you get the Patriots. Oh, I forgot the Patriots. For Patriots, Cowboys, Packers, Bills. I guess I'm thinking more Super Bowl contenders because oh, Super Super Bowl contenders, Bills, Packers, Packers. Yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah, that's practically it. Yeah. yeah. So and I, I guess mean, if Dallas like the division winner of the East. Yeah. All right. What's your win total? Uh, I had them sitting at. I did this the other day. Yeah. I had them sitting at <laughs> eight wins. Eight wins. Yeah, eight that's, nine. That is, I am, I am torn between eight and nine and nine and eight. I think one of these games on the road, whether it's like Carolina or it's in the in the Giants or somewhere yeah. like that, that's going to be that swing game for me, mm-hmm. where I go, this is one of these games where it has to happen. Yeah. I, I think that this team is going to be vastly improved, just strictly based off of some of the people that they've brought either back that have played big roles and guys that they didn't have last year. Frank Ragnow missing mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah. Right? Second year of Panay, new system, right, where we've got hopefully some better cohesive, you know, offensive play calling here. Um, the wide receiving core went from being Oh my gosh, we have nobody to coverage pretty full all of a sudden now. Um, and so I have a lot of hope when it comes to this offense. Mm-hmm. I know Jared Goff is still the trigger man, mm-hmm. but 
even he can't miss Jameson Williams beating a safety downfield and he's wide ass open. Yeah. Like those are certain things. And you know, those were the times that he thrived in. So, I mean, I am expecting them to basically at minimum double their win total from last year, three and a half, get to seven, eight wins. I think they can flirt with 500 um, or even above, you know, in that range there. Yeah. Where I think if they get to nine wins and they make up and they're, and they are in contention going into green Bay to be like, Hey, depending on how this game and some other things fall, they could be the seven seed. I don't necessarily think that's out of the realm of possibility this year. I really don't. The NFC is bad overall. Everybody left and went to the AFC, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's going to be a lot of teams in that mix where outside of your division winners, I think there's going to be a lot of teams at that. Like, I think a team who gets to 10 wins is like a lock uh-huh. to get in in the NFC this year. Yeah. In the AFC, you can't say that. You no. cannot say 10 wins get you in the playoffs in the AFC. No. Um, so Vegas, yeah. according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Like and I think so. I think this is kind of low, but as we're talking, I don't think it's like necessary. So they have it at six and a half. I think that's fair, and I think that's a very fair number yeah, because you got to see it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of expectation year in year two. Yeah, I think we saw enough moral victories last year, mm-hmm. keeping it close with teams like Baltimore and stuff like that. But at, on that same token, you can't go and get blown up by a bad Philadelphia. I'm not gonna say bad. I mean the playoffs, but like a barely above average Philadelphia Eagles team. Yeah. Right. So. You need to. We need to eliminate those altogether, and there is, I think, a little bit of a regression back to the mean too. Where like, hey, we had Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, uh, Minnesota. Those game. Although that's four games right off the top of my head that you go to that said in a a blow of the wind the other way we win all of those games. Mm-hmm. So at some point you have to come out on the winning end of some of those, right? So it's kind of where I look at it and I go, okay, maybe two of those games now go your way, right? And now maybe you're at five wins just kind of starting off. Mm-hmm. So I think the Vegas line is fair. I think their their expectation should be a lot higher than that. This is, an, this is a very winnable schedule. This mm-hmm. is a schedule um, that they can do a lot of damage, I think. Let me ask you a question, though, before we kind of get to the league as a whole. I want you to highlight some games for us. Um, let me ask you this, because I've been toying with this question for a while now. Depending on what we think this season gets to, let's say let's say they're flirting with a seven seed. Maybe they even get the seven in like best case scenario. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does it concern you at all then that they think based on the if they have if they see a modicum of success here this year that they decide Jared Goff is our guy? <laughs> is there a bit of a concern that if they somehow squeak into the playoffs and then get steamrolled by Tampa because they'll be the two seed, right? Mm-hmm. And we get steamrolled by Tampa in round one, but they have enough conviction to go, okay, we went from three wins to nine wins, let's mm-hmm. say. Now next year we're gonna really we're gonna invest more, we're gonna spend some more money in free agency, we're gonna we're gonna lift off. Yeah. Or do you have enough faith in Brad Holmes to say, Yeah, we got the nine wins, we also have the fifth easiest schedule in the league, and then we got blown up. And we, we lost all of our good teams. We lost to Green Bay. We lost to, um, we lost to Buffalo. And then we got smoked in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. we're not competing with good teams. Yeah. Do you, what is your thoughts on that and wh- how it impacts their quarterback strategy going forward? Because that is my only concern is we, we go out, we win nine games in a crappy schedule, and now they think, oh, see, Jared Goff's the guy. Yeah. But in reality, it's because we're beating on bad teams. Oh, no, that's my biggest yeah. concern that I have mm-hmm. is I don't want them to – as much as I want them to win. As much as I want them to win, <laughs> yeah. I would almost 
prefer them to win like six or seven games and just go, oh, Jared Goff's not the guy. Okay. And or like, he no. throws like four crucial bad interceptions to lose games. So you just go, nope. Yeah, yeah. Like that's <laughs> like in a in a sense, that's kind of what I want because I don't believe like as much as you want to say like guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and whatever, it's like, yeah. okay, like if you put a good enough team around them, yeah. they can get you far. But I'm like, but every single time that's happened, theoretically, outside of like Trent Dilfer for like the, the, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens. He played like, for Baltimore one year yeah, and then they were immediately replaced him because he's not the yeah. guy. But like, like has Jared Goff or Jimmy Garoppolo won the Super Bowl? Yeah. No. Like he has gotten you there if your team is just – so loaded. good, loaded, yeah, yeah. and I don't think this seems like I don't think Aiden Hutchins is gonna be Nick Bosa out there, like being <laughs> loaded out there. Maybe he will be, but like we don't know. Only hope. <laughs> I can only hope. But like, I like the teams that win the Super Bowl are yeah. you know the Staffords yeah. who are on a completed team also. Yeah. But like t- Tom Brady wins it, yeah. and Patrick Mahomes wins it, and Josh Allen I think has a very strong chance of winning it this year. Oh, yeah. But like, or like Aaron Rodgers has won. Like all these guys who are great elite quarterbacks win. The the guys with like Jimmy Garoppolo's might be able to get you to the NFC Championship game. But, but then when push because of that. Yeah, but when push comes to shove and you have that last second drive and I literally in the NFC Championship game and we were sitting there yeah. going, okay, so yeah, so Stan- Stanford just went down and scored and I said there's a minute and 40 left, Jimmy Garoppolo has the ball, Rams are in it. Yeah. That's what it came yeah. down to. I was yeah, like you texted like, me that too. You I was like there's, there's no there's way, no way Garoppolo's going to I'm like I'm nervous and you go don't be. Dude, <laughs> Garoppolo's not going to go lead you down the field. Yeah. And the total difference is you had on the AFC side, you had a guy in Joe Burrow who had probably about outside of having Jamar Chase a good amount of like what the talent that we have here, not really anything special on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Really, I would say like, T. Higgins would have been our number one receiver. T. Higgins would be year. our one. Nah, yeah, yeah, but I think Jameson yeah. Williams is. Oh like, yeah, in this that, year. Yeah, this compared, year. Yes, like yes, comparatively, yes. right? Yep. But like just the in- insertion of Joe Burrow, yep. basically, mm-hmm. and Jamar Chase relatively mm-hmm. leads him to a Super Bowl yep. because you have Joe Burrow. If you don't have Joe Burrow, yeah, right. you're, you're a five win team like they were the year before. Right. So right. I think the quarterback play is extremely important. And I'm worried that if they do win eight, nine games and they keep golf on, I think they're not going to be in a position to draft one. That's the thing. And they also won't be. Yeah. yeah. But I think that like with golf, I think you're going to be limited to like NFC championship game at, at the very highest. And if everything works, like I'd kill for that. But once again, we've maintained the same level of expectations here. It is, we are not playing to win a playoff game. That is not the point of the Detroit Lions. The whole point of this damn thing is for us to win a damn Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the if you're in the camp of I would just be happy if they won a playoff game, that's great in a vacuum. That means there's progress being made. Mm-hmm. But you're trying to win a championship. So it, it, I think you're spot on. Yeah, great. If we made the NFC Championship game. That's a huge accomplishment for mm-hmm. this franchise. We haven't done it in 30 years. Yeah. But at the same time, if that's your ceiling. You're going to do what the Niners did. Mm-hmm. The Niners made the Super Bowl and then a year later traded multiple first-round draft picks to go get Trey Lance because they knew that as good as our team is, mm-hmm. we can't rely upon our quarterback to do what Stafford did this year mm-hmm. with a minute and a half left with one good receiver and the backup backup tight end mm-hmm. and the backup backup wide receiver and no running game and go win us a championship. Yeah. They don't. They didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So it's like they went now. Well, that's a thing. That's a whole other conversation. No, I, I do think. No, I think this would scare every Lions fan on earth. But yeah. I do think there's a situation where 
like the 49ers did, I think you could build up the team around them, like yeah. to a high degree. Yes. And then the year you think like if there's a the, if there's yeah. a Trevor Lawrence type guy out there or something yeah. in like four or five years, draft, you yeah go trade two or three first round picks, jump up six spots, yeah. go from like third like go from like twenty two mm-hmm. all the way up to two or three, give away literally your entire future, get that quarterback, and then maybe you're like get yeah. like Archie Manning whenever he comes out or whatever. <laughs> and then maybe but maybe he'd be like the yeah. guy or whatever. Right, right. And then that's because that's like four year five years down the line yeah. at this point because he's just getting recruited he'll be now. Your boy from Michigan. Oh JJ. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but like yeah, you could trade out everyone get that guy and then maybe now you have that quarterback with the team and then you could do the Rams where you just never have draft picks I, anymore. I, I do think that that is the strategy long term is that it can't just be the quarterback. I think yeah. Brad Holmes looked at this team and went Stafford is the only reason why we've been relevant. So yeah. it's like we can't we can't do that again. Yeah. It didn't work. No, I agree. I think yeah. building the team first, yes. but also I I, I do get worried evident by the fact that it didn't take Malik Willis yeah. in the third round. Yeah. So, I, I was sitting there. I was like, you know, I was like, if he's fourth round, yeah. I definitely was like, they might, they might yeah. try to snipe him in the fourth round, right? If, if that yeah, was they might trade up. But, but either way, so yeah, I think there's a lot of expectation on this Lions team. I think there's a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. I think they have a really solid foundation. I really do. We're gonna do a full roster breakdown after after everyone gets cut and all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see any games that are sticking out to you. I mean, just right off the bat, the very first week of the season, you got you got Russell Wilson versus Seattle. That's well, in itself. I was to say the opening day game yeah. might be the best opening day game they've done ever. Uh, Bills Rams. Yeah, it's gonna be a bang. I you can't like tell yeah. me that that's not gonna and be. I'm really excited. Today. The Bills went off. See, I knew it. Stafford sucks. I'm just waiting for it. It's amazing how the. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't believe that'll happen, but yeah. I mean some of us will. Um but yeah, Bills Rams are open this season. I think you you can't get hotter than that really. No. Um let's just hope let's thank you. I really want the, the the difference makers stay healthy. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna see the Bills with name their backup yep. going out there. You know what I mean? Like I wanna see Josh Allen versus Matthew Stafford. I don't wanna see numb nuts. I don't wanna see Stafford have a back issue yeah. two weeks in and then you know what I mean? Like let's hope everyone is healthy so we can fully see these games because there's a lot of explosiveness. Yeah. Week four, uh Sunday night football Chiefs at Buccaneers, Ooh. I think, is like everything. Mahomes everyone revenge game. the Mahomes revenge game, and we'll see. Beat you in the regular season, Brady <laughs> goes. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you all the Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Um, week six, you get the matchup, the rematch of maybe the best game of the decade between Bills and Chiefs. Yeah, that's not even a prime time game. I know it's four twenty five. What's the prime time game that game that week? <laughs> Do you want to do you want to laugh really hard? Was it like Jets, Giants, or something? Cowboys, Eagles. Oh god! Get the Sunday but night game. But it's the NFC. It's, it's the, the NFC matchup. We got two barely above average. And the funny thing is, I was like, going at I was like, it. Monday night is Broncos Chargers. I was like, eh, yeah. okay, I can. Like, I'm just so glad I don't hear Troy Aikman and Joe Buck talk about how good the Cowboys are every single Sunday. Now I only get to hear about them when they're on Monday Night Football. <laughs> good lord! And you can just like mute it on Monday yeah, exactly. Night Football. Yeah, exactly. Uh, week. Eight we on Sunday Night Football. Basically, all these are just like Bills and Chiefs games because you know it's crazy. Uh, Packers going to Buffalo, I think, Where is the Buffalo just puts a beat down beat down on them. Oh my god! But I think that is just a banger. That'll be a fun one. Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers going back and forth. That'll yeah. Uh, Rams, Bucks have been again four twenty five. I just find it crazy that they can't find a time slot for. Yeah. That, that kind of well, a game. I mean, shoot, the AFC West alone is going to have all. I mean, every divisional game is going to be like, oh, oh I got to watch it yeah, because because yeah. they're all so stacked. Yeah. Um, and then week, 
believe it was 15 or 16. I'm trying to find it really quick. Yeah, week uh, 15, Monday Night Football. I think this one is straight banger. Rams at Packers. Oh, yeah. Where you get the Stafford revenge game going to Green Bay for the I don't remember if he went there last year. I thought well, I thought it was, they they they, it was they, in they was in Green Bay. That was during their three yeah. or four game losing. Okay. Everyone's like, oh, we're I, I, could, I don't remember if it was in LA or not. But yeah, they go into Green Bay, so I think that I will be not a prepared fun to. Have, I've already said I'm I'm done with the Stafford argument, but I feel like somehow they're gonna rope me back in because if the Rams don't go seventeen, Listen, LA, it happens. It happens. So frustrating. I, I deal with won, it. He won a Super Bowl. It's over. I do, you I, can't say anything about it anymore. It's done. I, I deal with it for basketball all the time. Oh it's like God, you think it's over, and, and then and then the next year they just. Are you sure he's really the? I go. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. But he only put up twenty five last night. Yeah, yeah he only put up a fifty two eight eight. I'm like, what? Yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very Only okay. It's very frustrating. Yeah. So you'll no, you'll you'll get it forever. He throws fifty touchdowns next year, and when he goes, yeah, but like he did with MVP. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They gave it to ridiculous. they gave it to Josh Allen, who went forty eight yeah, touchdowns exactly. or something. But Josh Allen threw three less interceptions. Okay, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, God damn. yeah, I'm this season. I mean, just the AFC. Every AFC game is gonna be. Either if it's like if you're the, it's the thing if you're like the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Houston Texans, do you go into every game in the AFC and you just go, "This is going to be a rough day." Pretty much because like the, the the whole conference is so stacked. Let me ask you this: based on what we know right now, preliminary, right? What do you put? Give me an odds out of 100 percent. Who wins the Super Bowl this year? An AFC team or an NFC team? You said who wins it all? Yeah, like just not. Don't give me an actual team, but like if you had to choose between conferences, who wins it? The NFC or the uh, AFC? A AFC. You do still be, yeah. just based I, on the, I on have, the track and the journey that I have a through? team okay. that I think is going, think to going to win. Right? Yes, I do. One thousand percent. We've been doing this too long. I see right through that facade. I see right. You're you're trying to tease it, but I'm like you're full of crap. <laughs> I see it immediately. Yeah. No, I I do think Buffalo will win, and so that's why I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna go AFC. Okay. Because I think I, what I think is going to happen because I believe the NFL is a storybook league at the end of the day. Super Bowl's not in Buffalo this year. I, I understand that. And, that, you know, that is really funny, too, because that does happen. But I think, like, it always, like, there's always that big storyline. I think the Bills are going to have, like, this AFC playoff revenge tour. Only th- after they lose to the Lions on Thanksgiving, everyone's like, are the Bills out of it? And then they go on a tear. A tear. They just fucking tear everyone apart. <laughs> but I think, I, I think, I think they're, they're going to beat, like, Cincinnati, someone, <laughs> and the Chiefs in the playoffs yeah. to get to the Super Bowl. Finally, like, overcoming the Chiefs yes. to then beat – Yeah, name a team. Name a team. Probably the Rams. I would say so. But I think the Bucks can also be there. I think also. The Bucks, yeah, I think that's the – And I think – you know what? And I think if you want to do a true storybook thing, I yeah. think you would do the Bucks. Because it's Brady versus yeah. the Bills, and yeah. then the Bills yeah, finally overcome Brady. Yeah. I, think, I think I think that's the way you can do it. But I, I, that's that's if you were like if you like WWE if yeah. you're booking it out to be yeah. the best story. I, I, I just think the Bills are the best team. There are three teams in the NFC that have a that you can honestly say have a legitimate chance of winning a Super Bowl. And that's the Rams, the Bucks, and the Packers. I would add the 49ers I, as an outside. Here, and, and here's why I don't put them in there. When you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Yeah. So you have to, they have to figure that out because if they go into this season with Jimmy G, and we'll talk about some of these storylines later on, I have no idea what they're going to see. And the Debo situation is is weird as well. I am very intrigued. I would say that I, I would put the Niners right up there with the Packers. I will agree with you on that. Yeah. I just 
there's a lot of turmoil, I think, going on in there where you're now hearing reports that Shanahan didn't want Trey Lance and he wanted Mac Jones, but Lynch wanted him because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But Charles Shanahan's like, all the success I've had, I've had with pocket passers, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, those are the years they had their best years when I was calling plays for them. And now you're going to give me, even Jimmy G, an all pocket guys, and now you're going to give me this athlete. It doesn't work. So there's just so much turmoil going around there, right? Yeah. Um, I am drastically worried that the Rams are going to have a Super Bowl slump and everyone's going to come out of the woodwork and go, see, see, see. But I think at the same time, they've added so much talent. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible mm-hmm. unless Stafford just falls off a cliff. Yeah. Because I do think, like, Bobby they're, Wagner, they're, they brought back David Long. So their schedule. It's tough. If I could pull this bad boy up in time. Yeah, good thing it's the first game, so I could just get it really quick. Because, yeah. like, having. Um, Bills, see, because now they, so they play Falcons, who aren't that bad, but like Cardinals early in Arizona. I mean, the Cardinals always start out hot because they're yeah. a first, yeah, the first season. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, 49ers, Cowboys, Ooh. 49ers, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Saints, Chiefs. There's like, not a game that there's not really game. many games in there that are like, I mean, you like could, Houston. you throw in Panthers, they're in there somewhere. Um, well, the last year, Seahawks they twice. They played like the Houston Texans and Jacksonville back to back. Yeah, and it was like, right, yeah, they don't really. On. I mean, the the closest thing to that I would say is probably Seahawks Raiders. Yeah, and that's yeah. Or or you or you can go Cowboys Panthers or yeah. like an easy uh, easier two games. But they don't really have that two. They have like a game here or there. Yeah. But it's really tough. Now uh, I just want to yeah. this Chiefs schedule is just. I just want to bring this up because I looked at it. I went, there's no way this is their schedule, right? This is going to be Mahomes' year where he's going to have to prove he can do it without Tyreek. So let's – all right, you ready? We go. He's got Juju. (laughs) Cardinals, Chargers, Colts, Buccaneers, Raiders, Bills, 49ers, Titans. That's their first eight. The Titans are the easiest game. Then they go Jags at home. So I'm like, okay. Okay, we get a reprieve. Chargers, Rams, Bengals, Broncos. Wow. <laughs> then they go Texans, Seahawks, which are two, and then Broncos, Raiders, end of the year. So they have a little bit of a reprieve. They, right they get like a reprieve yeah. right at the yeah. end. But I was like, that first eight, I'm like, t- like if they're five and three out of that, I go, thank God. Because Cincinnati makes the playoffs this year. Who? Cincinnati. Uh. I'm just saying, dude. There's just so they much. Have, they there's have, so much. They, I think they almost have to win the division to make it. And I don't think I, I, Baltimore had a hell of a draft. Yeah. They just refined their safety room. You get Marcus Williams and uh, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Lamar will come back. Yeah, that's the thing is, I think you know, because like when you look, so like if I go maybe Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So if I go Bills, Baltimore. Uh, name me an AFC South team. Doesn't matter. Tennessee or Colts. I don't care. Because yeah, the other one's Colts, not making I, it. I, Sorry. I think, the, I think the Colts get it. All right. Yeah. So Colts. Yeah. And then uh, I'll say Chiefs because they haven't shown that they won't win it yet. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think that's fair. So give me those four. Yeah. So now you got three wild card spots. Will the Bengals be better than the Broncos, Chargers, maybe even Raiders? I don't think the Raiders are kind of out of it. Yeah. Patriots, because they play Miami and the Jets a couple times. Tennessee. Yeah. And then even the Browns Pittsburgh. and Pittsburgh. Are you going to be better than one of those yeah, seven no, teams? You have three teams just in your division that are all technically playoff contenders. Yeah, and there's and they got Deshaun. The Browns got Deshaun. Yeah. So, I, Baltimore's not even locked to win that division if yeah. Deshaun if Deshaun plays, plays the whole time. Yeah, he might get. So, I think he's going to get suspended for a little yeah. bit. But that's what I mean. So I'm like, I look at like, I think like, if you want my honest opinion, I think Chiefs and Chargers are locks. Okay. I think Bills are a lock. Yes. I think 
Um, I think Baltimore's a lock somewhere. Who I don't know if they win the division, but I think they're almost a lock if they're all healthy. Yeah. And then an AFC South team has to be a lock because they have to win the division. Yeah. So that's five teams right there. So now we're fighting for like the Broncos, the Bengals, the Browns, the Steelers, and another AFC South team. There's five teams kind of fighting for two spots. I don't spots. think the Titans make it either. I don't, see that. And I don't think the Titans make it. But like you if it, Brown, sorry. Yeah, but um, but so there's four, there's yeah. there's so many. I think the Bengals could make it, yeah. but I think you're fighting for a six seven seed at that point. And if you're playing for a six seven, I don't think I don't think as a seven seed you're going to be able to play the Chiefs, Chargers, and Baltimore or uh, in Buffalo yeah. and go beat all three of those teams. Like it was not on bad. Yeah, it was not bad when you had to play the Raiders at home, yeah. the Tennessee, who's like if you stop Derrick Henry, it's not awful, and then you had to beat the Chiefs, which was your tough one. Yeah. Like this year, Chargers, Chiefs, Buffalo. Are you really going to go run the gauntlet there? You're looking at the rosters, too. I don't. You can't say that Cincinnati is a better roster than Cleveland, Baltimore, or Pittsburgh. No. You can't, you can't say. I mean, no. quarterback, you can say. Yes, quarterback, I think you're second. Probably, but everything but. else, you can't You can't do it. You cannot say that. Oh, okay. Well, may, I mean, maybe the receiving core to an extent, maybe. Yeah, but like, overall. Yeah, but, like, their overall roster, offensive line, nope. Yeah. Uh, running game, nope. Defense, no. Nope. Defensive line, no. Defensive secondary, nope. There's nothing There's about them that you yeah. can say outside of Joe Burrow himself that you can go, I will take him over everybody else. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. So, so that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, that's, that's right. So that, so in my point, I would say the Rams, when we when we play the game of what's, what championship team or what championship yeah. game team has a better chance of making it, I think the Rams. Oh, clearly. 1,000%. Because Rams are going to be in the NFC championship game. Yes. It's just, will they play the 49ers, Packers, or Bucks, Bucks yeah. and will they win that game? Yeah. It's really what it comes down to for me. Yep. Um, barring injuries. Yeah, barring injuries. Yep. The Bengals, it's like, will we make the playoffs? Right. Because your divisional games alone, that's six games of your schedule. You're hoping to be four and two. You're hoping to be three and th- three right, and three, but, but four and I two. I think yeah. three and three, even two and four, and you're like, I can't even blame them. You know no. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. gonna be tough. So yeah, so being yeah, so that's year. tough. Uh, Chiefs schedule is herculeanly hard, especially losing Tyree Kill. Like, I think they didn't replace him. Yeah, that's a and that's a fun one too, where we talk about the Stafford one. Yeah. But like, as a mass media. When the Chiefs start out like three and three because of the schedule, everyone's gonna go, oh. how? Oh, look at that, Mahal. It's gonna be. Like, I'm like I'm a, I would be on the camp of saying that because I think it's fun to say that, yeah. but they also have to be like they they're playing this Herculeanly schedule like yeah. and they lost their best weapon. and they lost their best weapon like can we yeah. let's I let's know. calm it down a little bit I know yeah. um, you know how it goes where yeah they did it last year yeah well, I don't know Holmes, I don't know maybe, maybe they figured them out and then and then yeah. they go to the AFC Championship game yeah. now I do think they're gonna be worse because yes. I think Tyree Kill. Solves a lot Matthew of problems, too. and That's they lose Tyron Matthew. I think like your two outside of Travis Kelsey, you lose like two or three big pieces outside of Mahomes. I think you're you're just gonna be worse, but it's gonna be interesting for sure. All right, let's shift focus here a little bit. Uh, let's talk WrestleMania backlash. We spent 40 minutes on the schedule release as warranted. I love the schedule release. Uh, WrestleMania backlash happened uh, last week. Um, you know. Initial takes while Mike brings up the card here. Um, I don't really know if we need to. There's only like six or seven matches. There were only six matches. I just want to get – I think they have the star ratings. Oh, okay. Um, I thought, all things considered, you know, we went in with the most negative of intentions possible on this this card. But honestly, I thought this was a pretty decent show. I Mm -hmm. thought they definitely stacked it where it went good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good, whatever, ending on a good note. Good, bad, good, Um, good, bad, yeah. But – 
I thought this was a pretty solid match. I thought this was a pretty solid show all around. I thought the things that you built this show around, Cody and Rollins, Edge and AJ, to a lesser extent, Charlotte and, and Ronda, because everybody knew what was going to happen there. And then the six-man tag, where you're ending a pay-per-view in 2022 on a six-man tag. It better be a banger of a six-man tag, and I thought it delivered. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really solid job with this show. Yeah. Uh, this show overall was given 7.45 out of 10, which yeah, is probably... Yeah, to show you yeah. that there was some quality stuff in there without any real stakes. Yeah. Like, there wasn't any titles on the line in this show. Yeah, outside, yeah, outside yeah, the, the one. title, yeah. Uh, so we opened the show with... Um, well, this is this is backlash style, so it's it's just rematch galore, basically. Is yeah, what we talk about. But Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, uh, Cody gets the win. It goes twenty minutes and forty five seconds. Gets four and a half stars. This was and it was just a banger. I thought th- I I don't think they pressed break once. No, I, don't I thought so. they, this pace was frenetic all the way through. I thought they I thought they cu- I thought the timing was phenomenal. I thought the early breakdown of Seth not being caught by the punch when he drop, does the drop down and everything because he's like, ah, see, I'm prepared this time. You don't get to surprise me. The little things like that, Cody reversing the roll-up, using the tights like Seth was trying to use the tights, all good shit. This was this was a really good match. What did you like better, this one or the WrestleMania match better? Oh, this one. Yeah, I did I too. Think, I, I think thought this one. match delivered much better. I feel, like, I feel like the WrestleMania one was like... It the shock and all, but like yeah. they didn't really get time to like yes. practice stuff. Well, the I think entrance alone takes forty five minutes. Yeah, but I think this one, I feel like they probably they ran some house shows together. They like got some things tuned up, and then they just came out and had a if better match. And now we know going forward that the feud is probably gonna have a blow off at Hell in the Cell now because yeah. you know the he interfered in Cody's title match against Theory. Um, I think giving them time in a Hell in a Cell, yeah. I think, could really be next yeah. level, especially it's, to let them bleed. Yeah, that is the one thing with, especially for Cody Rhodes. And I think Rollins does a good job when he has to. Yep. Is the story, yep. like they'll Cody will always pull out like you won't even think about it, but he'll like do some like crazy like yes. story stuff yep. from like earlier stuff that you don't yep. remember, and you're like, oh, that was awesome. Like yep. like there will be a lot of stuff in Hell in a Cell where like he'll have him up against the cage or something, yep. and then like they'll bring it back to something else that Rollins did in the past yep. or something, and you go, yep. oh, that uh, was yeah, I remember that would be cool. Yep. So I I imagine this Hell in a Cell match between them, especially because Reigns isn't going to be on that card, yeah, presumably. Probably it should, so that should main event, it should. and it, I think it's it should be the only Hell in a Cell match on the show. Yeah, theoretically, there I think it's the only one that there may be another one depending on how they go with it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so next you get two more technically if yeah. we're really thinking about it, but yeah. we'll get there. Uh, the next match we got is we got Omos defeating Bobby Lashley in this eight minutes and fifty. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, I got one and a quarter star, and it was a match. That happens. Omos is so big. There's only so much you can do. I thought he looked okay, all things considered. Surprised yeah. he got the win, but it makes sense in the sense of Bobby's, you know, he's 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 been made at this point. So mm-hmm. it's like Omos, if, if Bobby beats Omos, then it's like, where do you go? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'd like to kill the feud, but I mean, I guess we're not doing that. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Not anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, we got Edge defeating AJ Styles by referee decision in a three- in a quarter star match, got went 15 minutes. Um, I think the big news out of this one, outside of Edge yeah. beating AJ, was uh, Rhea Ripley joining yep. the what's it called the Judgment the Judgment, judgment Day. Judgment Day, yeah. 
I see. I saw. I didn't like. I didn't like read it all the way through. And I saw an article and it said Judgment Day. And I thought they were bringing back the pay per view Judgment <laughs> Day. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, yeah. oh wait, that's just her name. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's cool too. But um, I thought this match was better than the one at Mania. Yes, I, I like this one better. Um, you know, I'm digging Edge as a heel. I know there's some things out there like they're just doing a rip off of the House of Black. And I'm like, all right, well, if that's the case, then everything's a rip off of everything. Yeah. But um, I'm really digging Edge as a heel, though. I like that they're ele- using Edge to elevate a guy like Damian Priest, Rhea mm-hmm. Ripley. There's thoughts that maybe Champa's the other member of this, which I think would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of where they go with it. I think this feud with AJ, while it's good, I think it's kind of a placeholder a mm-hmm. little bit. I'm kind of wanting to see them break off and go do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, thought this match was really solid, though. This is another match where, because they kept the feud up this week on Raw, or I think this one could also go Hell in a Cell as well, with yeah. Edge and AJ, and then Edge maybe takes some time off, mm-hmm. or maybe just is doing promo work while we let the other guys kind of go. So yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see them milk a third show out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the uh, SmackDown Women's Title I Quit match, where we saw a human being named Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair say "I quit." Did not think that was gonna happen. Yeah. Um, Ronda Rousey beat Charlotte Flair 60 minutes 30 seconds to win the SmackDown Women's Title. She beat her with the uh, arm bar and the chair and broke her arm and fibula yeah. and everything mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Flair said "I quit," which I screamed for. Match? Was there a Mad Cat Moss and Baron? That happens after. Oh, it did really? Oh wow! Yikes. Um, but yeah, so Ronda Rousey wins. She smacked out Women's Champ, and she will go on to do stuff. Yeah, um, I thought this match was fine. <laughs> I didn't think it was anything like crazy. I think this is the match. These are the type of matches though that hide Ronda's inability in ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where, she can just beat you up. A exactly, bit exactly. Fight. So yeah. I think writing Charlotte off, she's gonna get married. She's gonna do all that stuff. Good for her. Um, you know. I'm very interested to see how they book Ronda going forward because she's a babyface, but I still don't think fans are, like, super behind her either, you yeah. know? Um, so I'm interested to see kind of where they go. The interesting part, too, is, you know, Roman is champion for really You know, Ronda is champion to, like, Mania again? That's going to be that's gonna be a really tough sell for long-term booking-wise. Like, mm-hmm. man, you're really going to expect me to care about SummerSlam when I know that two title matches just ain't going to be nothing? That's going to be tough. Um, we got Madcap Moss beating Happy Corbin in nine minutes. Uh, Madcap Moss got hurt in this match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like remember him because yeah. I kind of skipped through this. But he got hurt and he was out indefinitely. Yeah, that's. So is Charlotte. Sure, Char- yeah. Charlotte's is. Yeah. Kayfabe yeah, thing. Right. Um, yeah, this one I think is actually like a thing. Yeah, I. You know what's unfortunate too is I think they're really kind of getting behind him a little bit. I think he's got a great look. Mm-hmm. I think I think his in ring work has improved quite a bit. Um, overall. Uh, I think Corbin, I think, does not get sometimes the credit. Now, he's not a great in-ring worker, but, man, does he do a good job of getting people that whoever he's facing really gets them to the point where it's like, I'm okay with seeing him. I just don't like you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I um, thought this match was fine. There's nothing to it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. one of those things where this is, this is the part that's funny to me. You see a great storyline with, with like Seth Rollins and Cody. And then we got like this low hanging fruit hot garbage with this stuff where it's just like, man, you'd see two ends of two different coins. I, that's that's always my thing. Crazy. It's like it's like you always just like yeah, and I guess that's I like, get it. You need some of that intrigue, you need some of the stuff you need you need the let me up stuff. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. I understand that. But man, it is crazy what happens when you have really good stuff by WWE. And then other stuff where you just go, whew. I think I think that's the, that's shot. that's like the big thing for me in like AEW is yeah. like AEW doesn't feel like like 
they don't throw like these like random stuff out there as they much. Did, they did, well, they did give us Big Show versus QT Marshall. They did. Game. They did give us that one, and then they gave us like the Jake Cargill and Take On but it's also for a yeah. title, so it's not yeah. as bad. Yeah. But like, like this, they always like WWE could always like just put like a five match, like a like a takeover, like five match card that could be just straight banger after banger. Yeah. But they always just have to throw on like one or two of these. Like, yeah, they've also got twelve pay per views, and when AEW does eventually go to twelve, yeah. which they will. Yeah. We'll still see a little bit more of that, I think. Probably. You know? They also need more television time. They, they need more TV awesome. time, and yeah. they need yeah. like more belts. There's lots of stuff. stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, titles, just saying. It's coming. Once once Kenny comes, once Kenny's not dying anymore, I'm suck it up, would you? No. <laughs> he, he was only wrestling with no shoulders for yeah. like six months. I know. A hernia. <laughs> uh, um, and then six-man tag main event, the bloodline, Jey Uso, yep. Jimmy Uso, and Reigns. With Paul Hammond, Jesus, there's a lot of people. <laughs> Defeated Drew McIntyre and RK Bro, Randy Orton Riddle. 22 minutes, 11 seconds, got four and a half stars. Um, I think the biggest, though, I guess not knowing that Reigns was just going to take time off, I think the biggest thing that shocked me in this was Reigns pinning Riddle. Yeah. It was just like... Well, I knew they weren't going to pin Drew because they're planning for. Oh well, yeah, they weren't going to pin gonna, Drew. Yeah, they're going to plan for him and uh, Reigns at that castle show in, in the UK, which yes. I'm excited for. Which would be, be cool. A banger. Um, the thing that I think shocked me more than anything is how over is Randy Orton? Oh, great! Because him and Riddle are awesome. But, like, <laughs> like but seriously yeah. though, that place from the moment that Randy entered the ring, people were chanting for Orton. Yeah, and he didn't get in until the first hot tag. But I was like. Holy crap! Like they are like it's like a rejuvenate. Orton's been around for twenty years. Mm -hmm. He is a fourteen-time world champion, and he is still like I just that to me was astounding. And I, I like you can feel it, but like man, it is just like it's crazy to me how how much people were like or and or I was like man, after all this time, it is just like nope. Yeah, you know what I mean. They love I, their. Oh my gosh, I thought that was the craziest thing. I would love to see an Orton Reigns match. I think mm -hmm. that would be a great. I think that'd be especially like this super hot, really over mega babyface version of Randy Orton that we have right now against Reigns. What he's doing, I think, would be awesome. Would be yep. just awesome. Um, well, this match is phenomenal. Yeah, I really did. I thought this, this match, match turned was great. into. Um, We'll bring up the AW people again because all the AW people hate all the like the spot fests that yeah. like they turn into. This match was just spot fest city I in thought, the second yeah, half. And, and it was crazy. I thought they really picked it up. It was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna no, it was slowly slow. bring it in, and then all of a sudden it's like flip the switch and we're off. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy because like I think Meltzer came out the day after and was like. Like all these people were watching PWG matches, like six man tags, yeah. and we're like, we want to do that for this, yeah. and then that's what they did yeah. because this match was just. Fl yeah. People flying everywhere, and I was like, the, I have no idea who is legal, yeah. but I don't care because yeah. it's the, fun. The closing sequence of this was so great because you had Orton go on like this RKO fest, yeah, and then Orton goes out of the ring, Roman knocks out Orton, then they get Drew in there, throw Drew out there, then you've got Jay, who they've established now can handle himself as a single a little bit against Riddle, and then the timing where Roman gets the blind tag. At the end of that, where you're just like out of nowhere, like oh the tag, and you know it's coming. I just thought that whole closing sequence where you had a there was a reason why everybody was out. Mm. There was a reason why okay, Orton just got hit with a big Superman punch off the steel steps. Drew just went through a table. Jimmy just got hit with Riddle. Now Riddle and Jay are going at it, and then boom, the still the, somehow some way. 
the the freaking head of the table is still the last guy standing. Mm-hmm. Out of all of it, he manages to get through it. I thought it was so well done to finish mm-hmm. that closing five minutes where you just go, there he goes, there he goes, there he goes, there he goes. Son of a bitch, he still somehow walks out, mm-hmm. you know, on top. Just, yeah. just phenomenal. Really, really, really good stuff. That's the kind of stuff where there's logic, there's reasoning, and it all just kind of goes, yep. I get it. I understand. Yeah. And my my big wish that came out of this, which probably won't happen because yeah. we just got it announced for next week, is if you – now, they, they WWE confuses me because they say they, they don't want to do this. Yeah, they don't want to do this title yeah. unification. I don't even care if it is a title unification. But can we just get RK-Bro and the Usos in a Hell in a Cell match? Yeah, no kidding. I don't – no titles. Yeah. I don't yeah. give – or yeah. put the – Put one of them put, on. Put yeah. the – like, you should have had a stipulation where, like – The winners. The winners – Got to challenge for the other ones, but they didn't have to put their own titles on the line. Right, right, so right. then, like, at, so like you would have RK Bro win on SmackDown. Right. So then the SmackDown tag titles were on the line, but then you have the Usos win on pay per view. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, smart. that would have been cool. Yeah. I don't care. But so, so you have a title on the line, but you know they're not going to. Yeah, actually, there's some stakes. There's stakes to it. I don't care. But can we just put these teams in Hell in a Cell and just let them go beat each other up? I know. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be great. I think they're. I mean. The, the work that him and Riddle are doing, Orton and Riddle, I mean, they've never been more over. Yeah. It really is. Like, I know, like, and it's funny because, like, I, like, people are like, oh, the split's coming. But I'm like, I don't know, is it coming now? Yeah. Because they're both yeah. so, so over yeah. that I think this could, it's like kind of like the New Day thing where it's like everyone kind of want them to split up. But it's like they're so over and they're yeah. just like, they're just now a team that you can just go, like, like next week. Private party or whoever could yeah. like beat them for the title, and three months later, RK Bro could be like, oh, I'm just gonna beat you for the title, and like, yeah, you're like that team now, so it's yeah. like, why yeah, I'm, I'm very break interested it up. to see it because they're so over right now. Like, when they do the split, it's like, okay, do you put Riddle as a heel? I don't really know how that's gonna work, so it's yeah. like, I don't think Riddle will work as a heel, I don't think it would either. But everyone loves Orton, so it's like, yeah, all right, it's I like, know. who do you want? Well, Orton can definitely get you there, but at the same time, do we want to go back to the slow prodding Orton? Not really, so. No. Lots of fun stuff. I just, yeah, it, I thought, like I said, considering the low expectations, I thought this overall card delivered. I'm going to give it a solid B. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with yeah, it. Yeah, I'll go B minus, yeah, but yeah, I, I think thought B minus this, you know, I thought the, the matches that we anticipated to deliver, I thought delivered. Yeah. And that and that really was the, the, the high point for me. So really looking forward to kind of seeing what they do uh, for Hell in a Cell. But I think you're right. I don't think there's a ton of matches worthy of Hell in a Cell. But I think they're going to try to really milk at least two of them, AJ mm-hmm. and then uh, Cody and Rollins. Cody and Rollins, which I think should main event, barring anything. But if you end the show, you start the show with Edge, AJ, and you end the show with RK Bro and Usos, and then Cody and Rollins. Got yeah. a pretty good show going on here. Yeah, just throw that out there. You know, maybe every once in a while throw the U.S. and Intercontinental titles on television. Just, just throw that out there. Ricochet is still somehow Intercontinental champion. Austin Theory is champion. How? Gross. Continuing. Anyway, yeah. all right. Let's and talk it's funny because like if he was coming right from New Japan, you would not have been saying that. But yeah, but not anymore. I can't not talk. Anymore. Anyway, uh, let's talk. Let's talk NBA. All right. So before we get into these playoffs here, we we know two of the teams. We're gonna know the next two teams post recording, of course, because the NBA hates us. Um, yeah. But before we get to that, I'm gonna let Mike take a moment, get on a soapbox, and talk about this MVP award. This MVP award sucks. <laughs> You know, oh, uh, you know, all right, that was it. Yeah, oh. yeah, that was it. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Yeah. Uh, you know what I also also hate yeah. is they are allowing people to vote um, centers as forwards in the All NBA ballots now. Oh, yeah. That also kind of irritates me 
not as much as his MVP award, but I was like, because they want, I think they're going to try to get Jokic and Embiid on the first team all NBA. But I'm like, but they're both, they didn't play a single minute as a forward. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, then we're just going to put like Luka Doncic at center now because who cares? Anyway, so that was, that's my, that's my, that's my small that was my subreddit under my main reddit post oh god um but no i just have a problem okay. with this idea of of the mvp award now mm-hmm. because I, and i don't necessarily think it, it always i don't think it always ever goes to the best player because no. i think that's invaluable i think it's always like the best storyline usually <laughs> they give it to but i think and i think and i have no problem with giving the the thing to Jokic last year, yeah. because I do think everyone and there are a lot of other injuries that were kind of involved in that and mm-hmm. stuff. But I do think Jokic was probably the best player. He like uh, Jamal Murray got hurt. Yeah. He was kind of doing his thing. They were a four or what was it, a three or four seed or something, four seed. So they were like they were kind of doing their thing. They were in pace, kind of you know mm-hmm. they were tracking. So I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I don't hate on this. Right. This is not like the worst thing ever. Right. This year, though, it just bothers me to no end that Nikola Jokic is MVP. And here's why. So, <laughs> historically, they haven't given MVPs to people because you're not a top four seed. I know there are certain years where, like, LeBron didn't get it, even though he averaged better numbers and everything. Right. Because, oh, your team's a five seed, so, like, why would we give it to you? Because right. you didn't enhance your team higher than what they should be, right? Right. So Nikola Jokic is a six seed, but is able to get it, which is crazy to me. <laughs> Two, the argument standing of, well, your two best teammates are hurt. So like, you right. know, like you're leading this team who normally would not be a playoff team if you weren't on it to get there. And I go, I totally agree with that. However, he has the possibility of having two all-star teammates. There were guys in the league right now. I don't want to name a certain Slovenian out there. <laughs> but he has no all-star teammates. Jalen Brunson yeah. is Luka, John- Luka Doncic's second best player. Yeah. Jalen Brunson, who is, who is going to be a – He's going to get the bag after that Utah Jazz series because yeah. he averaged like 41 points a game when Luka wasn't there. Yeah. So he is getting a bag and a half. Yeah. Probably for the Pistons. But he's getting a bag. Shut up. <laughs> Not your face. Make the Knicks do that. Don't make me do that. God, I hate you. I was totally waiting until you said that, and I want to end the show. <laughs> but Luka Doncic, with having no one also, I would say Denver and Dallas have like relatively similar squads at that point. Dallas got the four seed. Yeah, and they're still playing. And they're As still playing. Supporting. Giannis yeah. is um, you know, playing without... I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Chris Middleton. Yeah. I don't know. He was pretty good last year, I yeah. thought. Um, he's playing an entire series without that guy, yeah. and he's doing pretty well. And Joel Embiid had this guy who I think plays basketball still. His name was Ben Simmons <laughs> for 60 games. <laughs> Didn't even play. Yeah. He was just playing with, you know, rookie Tyron Maxey yeah. and 37-year-old Danny Green. And, <laughs> and uh uh, Tyrese, uh, uh, what, no, not Tyrese Max. I already said him. Who's uh, Maltese Thibel, the guy who do, who shoots twenty seven percent from three. He's playing with these guys. Putting and he's up, got Doc Rivers as head coach. And Doc Rivers as <laughs> his head coach. And he won the scoring title. Mm-hmm. And he's not MVP. Yeah. But the guy who has the best RPM in basketball. If you know what RPM even means. Rotations per minute. Yes. <laughs> that guy who, who rotates his legs faster than everyone per minute 
is the MVP. I just think it's asinine to me. Yeah. And now I think when you look at like NBA history, and this is a point that a lot of other people bring up, is like when you look at everyone else who's won back-to-back MVPs, yeah. there's like a lot of very talented guys on that list. And then there's like him, Jokic. Yeah. Like there's like you got like LeBron's, Steph's, Jordan's, Carl uh, Malone's. Um, Keep naming people. Um, yeah, sure, sure. There are a whole bunch of guys. Like Larry Bird, Magic, Good like list. all these guys have like yeah. one back to at least back to back, if not more MVPs. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh yeah, then you got like Nikola Jokic, who yeah. gets swept last year in the playoffs and then loses in five this year. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think this MVP award is kind of stupid, and I think that they're just giving it to the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see. I would like to see the rationale behind it outside. Like, I think he's a very good basketball player. I I see. Yeah, I don't have any problems. With it. I don't even think he's the best center in basketball, though. Yeah. Let alone being the best player. Like, yeah. back-to-back MVP means you are the best player in basketball. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not even the best center. I think Joel Embiid's a better center than you. Yeah. I can name, like, five people I think are just better basketball players in general than you. <laughs> like, you can't tell me right now, if you if you could have a choice, right? Oh, the Pistons, <laughs> right now, right? You you could get one of these guys for, like, $20 million a year. Okay. Because I want to go crazy because they're yeah. both getting paid way more. But, like, yeah, yeah. keep it simple. Yeah. Jokic, Giannis. Oh, yeah. Well, that's easy. Right? right? Yeah. Like, it's a – Jokic, Joel Embiid. Yeah. They're both healthy. Yeah. Both healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jokic, Luka Doncic. Yeah, I get it. Like, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah. you can't even tell me that you would pick Jokic over three. You would take him over LeBron probably right now, no. even though, but like, even two years ago, I think you'd still yeah. pick LeBron. Yeah. KD, you'd probably take him over KD. I think it's close, though, because I think KD's very talented at what he yeah. does. Um, but I, there's just, like, he's not even the best player in basketball, and he's yeah. a back-to-back MVP. I just think it's crazy to me. Yeah, I think it's a weird – I think it's a weird stigma. I think the MVP trophy in general is difficult, though. Like, I – like, I you know, I think there are years where, like, Brady should have won it, but he didn't just because his numbers didn't necessarily match yeah. up. But he clearly was on the best team, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Paytons and that sort of things. Like, I would even argue this year I didn't think Rodgers should have been. But you could have yeah. made the argument. But, like, I think it's tough because – I just think it would be crazy if, like, yeah. Brady was, like, a six seed. And they're like, oh, here's the MVP award. I'd be like yeah. – Right. You were the six, like you like, especially with seven seats. It's like you're yeah. not like really elevating your team to that level. Yeah. Like if Rogers last year was like a four or five seed, mm-hmm. I bet there's no way you win that MVP award. But you're the one seed. Yeah. Your touchdown interception ratio is insane. Yeah. So like I'm like, I I get why you give it to it, him. Yeah. But. I think the I think it's one of those things where they really need to put the asterisks as regular season MVP, yes. and then they need to give it out before the playoffs yeah. start. Well, like the last two years. They've given it to Jokic in Serbia. Right. Because he wasn't there. Yeah. And even Giannis, to a degree, like in the bubble, yeah. they gave it to him via Zoom yeah. via Zoom because he wasn't there either because he right. lost in the second round. But I was like, like, like these guys should be getting the award like in the middle of like game four. Yeah. Be like, oh, you're the MVP because you're and you're still here. Like you're right. always giving it to them on oh, Zoom. Or yeah, it's just crazy to me. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's talk actual playoffs here. We're, oh. So we know two teams, right? We don't know the results of the Dallas Phoenix series, and we don't know the results of the Bucks Celtics series. So we're not really going to talk about them a ton. We are going to talk about how they match up, though, against the two teams we do know: yeah. Golden State, Miami. Before we get to that, though, thoughts on? Give me a percentage on how conf. Are, do you think that depend on either outcome of these next two games that are today? Are Golden State and Miami the favorites in either one of those situations? So is Golden State favored over Phoenix or Dallas? Mm-hmm. And is Miami favored over the Celtics 
or the Bucks? Are they favored right. in either one of those? So starting in the East, yep. I think my well actually, sportsbook wise, I think they'll favor Miami in both. Okay. Really? That's cool. I, I I think so. Now I think Milwaukee. Yeah, I think Milwaukee right, sure. should be favored. Yes. But the crazy thing was starting this Milwaukee series. Yeah. Boston was favored going in. Like mm. like Middleton missing. Hurt Middleton missing, and who knows when Middleton will come back. Yeah. So that's why I think Miami will be favored against okay. both either that. way. That's true. I think Milwaukee should be favored. Yeah. Now if Boston wins. Yeah. I totally understand Miami being favored because yeah. one has been to the NBA Finals two years ago. Right. They're they're one, one seed, and Boston hasn't proven it yet. So I totally understand yeah, that yeah. idea. So that's the Eastern side. So I think Milwaukee overall should be the number one, and it would be Miami than Boston should be okay. fav- in, in ranked of favorite. Okay. The Western side I think is a lot tougher. Okay. Because I think Vegas will have the Warriors no matter what being favored because yeah. they're they've been there so many times, they're experienced yeah, whatever. They players, and too. they got players and everything. I think though whoever wins the Suns Mavs series is going to beat the Warriors. Really? That's interesting. I was, I'm surprised you have so much faith in Luka, don't you? <laughs> I have, I have Even so with much Jason faith. Kidd's bald-headed ass, not yeah. The listen, going on. listen, Luka smirked yeah. and it just lit something yeah, in me. Yeah, that's true. The smirk really does something to you. Yeah. So um, I think, but I think in the series, I think I think Phoenix maybe would be favored against Golden State. I definitely think the Warriors would be heavy favorites over Dallas. Yes, heavy favorites over Dallas. Yeah. I think you could win a lot of money if you beat Dallas and yeah. Dallas wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think it would go Phoenix, Golden State, Dallas in terms of who Vegas would favor. Yeah. But I think Golden State is the least likely for me okay. to who get you, there now. I mean, give me. I mean, who who is your favorites going into the home stretch here? Because like, I, I don't want to give predictions for these two games because, like, yeah, I'm, it's literally gonna be outdated in three hours. Yeah, but um, I mean, in in your uh, let me let me rephrase the question, I guess, because I I think this is an important time because we just started talking about off air about how there's not really the super team mm-hmm. anymore, right? And especially now you're looking at it, you don't see that. You see good players, you're not seeing super teams. We don't yes. see six guys with twenty million dollar contracts. Um. I mean, for you, how do you see this all shaken out? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I, I see these teams, and I like, I have a hard time looking past the Bucks just because I just think that their their bench is even deep too. Like they just have a lot of really good basketball players. But at the same time, we're at a point now where these two game sevens they're in a vacuum. It's anything can happen, right? So I, I kind of want to lean towards like the Miami Golden State teams, both kind of just taking it and mm-hmm. going and facing each other because they got all this time where they're just sitting back like, okay, we're just ready for you. You're going to get through this harsh game seven and then we're going to jump you from behind basically because we're going to be rested and ready to go and ready to, yeah. you know. Well, so yeah, so Miami, I think if if you wanted to yeah. make a heavy gamble on it, I think they win game one of whoever they play. I think I think that game one is almost surely going to be Miami, and maybe even game two yeah. uh, against either Milwaukee or Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have Bo- or, uh, Milwaukee as my favorite team. Yeah. I um, don't think... I, I tend to just lean... If you're the best player yeah. in a game... Especially in a game seven situation, this is like this is like your over. thing. Yeah. Like like LeBron, if he, when, he, when he's in game sevens, it's just a different animal. Like Giannis proved last year against Mil- or against uh, Brooklyn, yeah. that game seven, Giannis was like, "I'm here. Like yeah, this yeah. is me. I'm yeah. I'm going to do whatever it takes." Now, KD, was, if his foot was on the line, probably would be the champion last year anyway. But 
but he wasn't, and Milwaukee was able to survive and then go on. Big ass clown, Pete. Big ass clown. But yeah, so I have Milwaukee as my favorite out of the East. Yeah. Um, if Milwaukee does lose to Boston, I think that series is super tight. I would probably lean Miami over Boston. Okay. Very slightly. Okay. Because I think Boston beating Brooklyn then beating Milwaukee. Okay. I mean, you're just going through the gauntlet. At this yeah. point, you might as well just go beat Miami. Yeah, right. But I would I would probably take Miami. So like I said, Milwaukee is my favorite out of the East. Yep. Then Miami, then Boston. So okay. I don't I don't think Boston makes it to the finals. Okay. Western side. You just um, the maps. I do. I do. I have the maps. I have a lot of money riding on the maps. <laughs> I have a lot of faith. Listen, I think that Luka Doncic is the best player left on the Western side. So, like I said, better than Steph. Huh? Better than Steph. Um, he, Steph shoots better. I think Luka does more yeah. with less. And Clearly. I think he's a slightly better defender not much because there are times where he's awful um yeah, i love how you're like you looked at me and went slightly slightly like i can't I if can't. i if i would say something and you're like but but yeah I, by like, yeah, by like uh, yeah i can't say it's like he's like clay thompson level defense but like it. he does <laughs> when he tries he he does play good defense I um i so i i have mine set as <laughs> dallas phoenix golden state Really? On the Western so side. So you think the winner of this of this game seven is is gonna yes is gonna take I do it. that's interesting. Why well, no faith in Golden State? I I just so one I don't think they have the the big guy size. They don't have any size. They have no size, so they go small, which would help Dallas a lot because the two teams they played so far have just, like Rudy Gobert yeah. and DeAndre Ayton, so it's yeah. just been tough to like have a big guy sitting in there. Yeah. yeah, so now you'll have an extra chance to have a rebounding advantage. Yeah. And like I said, I just take whoever's the best player on the court at the time. I tend to favor that person in basketball because on any day that one person can go off for a 45-point game mm-hmm. and change the course of the series. And so I think Dallas, like Luka, has the best player. And I do think Devin Booker slash Chris Paul have that ability yeah. where they can right. just go, hold on, let me take this over. Now, I'm not saying that Steph and Clay can't do that, yeah. but they don't show the propensity on the road to be able to do that much. And against Phoenix, they will be on the road. Yeah. more so right that's interesting okay give me who wins the title just right now milwaukee milwaukee wins milwaukee. Winning so game they seven. win game seven i really hope they win game seven really hope they win game seven uh i have them does that cement Giannis at that point oh yeah i i now? think yeah i think it cements him what as about top. what about steph because i think this i think this series i think this, this run is important for him too because i think that you you go through this little run of dominance right you get your first championship Right, you go seventy three and nine. You lose. You get KD. You win two more, and it's like you haven't been back since. Right, you really haven't even sniffed it. Well, right? like you, you, they were in there against Toronto. Well, no, I said like, like yeah. I'm saying like they, but the, KD was on the team. He was just hurt. Oh right? yeah, you know I mean, so you had the little run, right? And then after that, like you fell off a cliff for a hot second. But now that you're back, is this kind of like where I want to like to me? This is where I want to see Steph Curry in a final setting play. Like, I see him play in the other 82 games that don't mean anything. Yeah. Where, like, uh, we've never seen it. We've never seen it consistently. And now, in Toronto, I know he had a couple games where he went bonkers. I think so, yeah. So, 2015 finals, the first one against the yeah. Cavs, yeah. I think he showed flashes of that. Right. 
um, but they gave it to Andre Iguodala, which I I, I would I and still locked di- down LeBron. I still <laughs> I still disagree with that. Uh, I still think Steph Curry was the best player. Yeah. Well, actually, I think LeBron James was the best player in the series. But then I think Steph Curry on the winning team was yeah, the best yeah. player on the in the series. Yeah. Um. So I still think Steph Curry should have won that one specifically. Mm-hmm. Um. But and then 2016 he choked it away. 2017, 2018 you kind of have KD, so it's like. You kind of just defer to KD for most part, yeah. and then 2019 you you showed flashes, and then you have been there since. So, I do think this is important for Steph. I think what's more important for Steph is to win the Finals MVP yeah. than to win a championship. You know, that's what I'm saying. I want to see him get there, yeah. and then I want to see him dominate. Like, yes, because when you win a unanimous MVP that one year, right? The like, 16 yeah. year where you yeah. where you lose. Yeah. yeah, right. And I'm like, okay, but like you were awful. In that finals, series. yes, you were terrible. Mm-hmm. You're inefficient. You shot 80 million threes. You made six of them. Mm-hmm. I need to see it because everyone's already ready to crown this dude. And he has changed the game just based on the of elevating the three point shot the way he did. Yes, but like at the same time, you have not shown to me that you for a seven game series when it matters the most that you're the best player bar none, possession by possession. You took it over and you said, "This is my game." And, th- and listen, that's why I'm interested. That's so. Yeah. That's why they're my least likely yeah. to make it out of the West mm-hmm. because I think Luca and or Chris Paul slash Devin Booker has shown yeah. the, the the propensity to, to go. Yeah. Okay, even though like Luca against the Clippers didn't win the series, mm-hmm. there would be games, and we watch those games together yeah. where Luca's like, "Hold on, yep. let me take this over," yeah. and he'd have 48, 13, he 11 games. He did, and then he hit the game winning shot. Ago. Yeah. Like, uh, but like that's what that's yeah. what Luca has shown the propensity to do. That is what right. Devin Booker and Chris Paul has shown. It's like Chris Paul against New Orleans, even though it was a first round series, yeah. went fourteen for fourteen. Yeah, didn't miss right. a single shot. Had thirty eight points. It was like I'm like this. Yeah. I I'm I I'm taking this game over. This is my game to win. Right. Steph to me has not shown that propensity to go. God, Clay Thompson has even done it. Oh yeah. In game sixes. Oh yeah. They had a stat the other day where his last game sixes he's had like. 35 and 12s and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, Clay Thompson has taken game, more games over to me yeah. than Steph has. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think I just need to see Steph go, hold on. Right. On my yeah. back. Let me give take me, you guys. Yeah, give me the 9 for 14 with six threes. Yes. Like, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And if he does that yeah. and he shocks me and he gets yeah. to the championship. I know that stat line sounds ridiculous, but at the same time, if you're the best player, if you're supposed to be the guy, yeah, you, you, that's the things that you're expecting. Listen, Giannis last year, game six, had a 50-point yeah. game. Yeah. To win the series, right? Like he was like, guys, take I know it over, I, over. It's we're, we're in Phoenix. Yep, I'm gonna take this one. We're not going to seven. Let me yep. take this one. Yep. And so that's what I want to see from Curry is. And if, listen, if he shows that, my rankings would change. Yep. Right. Warriors yeah. would be higher. But right now, I don't think. I think if it came down to Game Seven, like Warriors either Phoenix or Dallas. Yeah. I would be like. I don't think Steph would take it over. I think yeah. Luca or Devin Booker would take it over and win the series. Yeah. And that's just where I'm at with it. Where and, and the Eastern side, it's if Milwaukee was in a game seven, like they are today, I expect today Giannis to go for like 45 and 20 rebounds like he did in game yeah. six. Right. And now he just needs other players to help him. But like, yeah. I think that's what Giannis will do today. Yep. For sure. And that's why I expect it. Now, if Giannis goes 12 points and eight rebounds or something, it's go. like, okay, Oof. well, he disappeared. Disappeared. But yep. I expect him to have a great game. Gotta love the NBA, man. Can't wait to talk about it. Next week, we're going to talk Western Conference Finals. We're going to talk Eastern Conference Finals. We're going to talk the breakdown. We're going to talk about who's winning it, who's not. We're going to make sure that Mike doesn't look like an idiot because Milwaukee is going to win today, hopefully, as of this recording. And Dallas. And Dallas. Oh, God. If, oh, my gosh. It's going to be a Boston, listen, Miami, Golden State, Phoenix. Everyone's oh going to be like, God. woo! If the, I'm not going to lie to you. If that happens, 
We're not talking Western Conference. Yeah, we're probably there. We might not. I have no I, Rob, I have no rooting interest. I'm yeah, rooting yeah, yeah. for Milwaukee because I bet money on them, and I love Luka. There you go. If both of them lose today on Sunday. Root for Chris Paul. Okay, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Probably that's the, probably the best case. That's that, yeah. But, like, I don't, like, care. Yeah. But I'll go, okay, good for him. Yeah, cements him in, in that. So what happens in the NFL most times where I go, I guess I'll root for this guy because of this I reason. guess I, I definitely don't agree last year. I had a lot of rooting interest. I had so much trash talk and so much shit I had to back up last year, and then he won it, and I was like, oh, God, I did it. Yeah, Thank so God. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was just... like, it was such a real, it wasn't even, uh, it wasn't even, a, you know, like, happiness. It was just more like, oh, he did it. I was just God. upset because I was like, all right, so we got the 49ers and Rams. I hate both those teams. <laughs> and then I was like, the Chiefs I don't like. And I was like, I guess I like Joe Burrow, but he beat my boy Trevor Lawrence in the championship. Yeah. I was like, who do I like here? Yeah. I don't like yeah. anybody. Oh, I hate Zach Taylor. He's awful. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love the interest. And then they won. And I was like, oh, thank God. We can be done with this. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Just go to the NFC title game this year so people can be like, see, it wasn't a fluke. Whatever. Yeah. I, I digress. Actually, go to the Super Bowl. If you lose in the Super Bowl, that's fine. But at least you got there more times than Rodgers did, so I can always have that in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be for this week's show, guys. Next week, like I said, talking Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. Um, we'll probably have more going on as well. Maybe do another Lions check-in as kind of mini-camp. We'll double or nothing. Off. we got double or nothing as well to talk about as well. Thank you. I know I was missing something. But lots of good stuff coming your way next week. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merkso Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Becker. We will see you guys, as always, next time.